Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. I'm Stetson Miller. The January 6th committee appears ready to recommend criminal charges against former President Trump. We'll talk about that live with Washington Week moderator Yamiche Alcindor at 610. Wall Street had its second straight weekly loss. WTOP at 6 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Dell Small Business. I'm Linda Kenyon in Washington. Winter weather has hit large parts of the country. Rick Dorian is contending with several feet of snow. Uh, day four of being stuck in Murdoe, South Dakota. I'm going to step outside here. I was stuck since Tuesday. It is now Friday. I don't know, a few hours, so when I can get out of here, I can, but it's... It's not looking good, for sure. I don't know what I'm going to do. Connecticut is handling the snow so far, says public information officer in Norfolk. Uh, our local town crews have been doing great. They've been out since uh, midnight last night. Um, you know, it, things are very slushy, um, but that's to be expected. With uh, Thankfully, we've had no incidents, accidents. Uh, things have been quiet, thankfully. WNBA star Brittany Griner makes her first post since her release from Russia. Here's CBS's Ben Jacobs. In an emotional statement on Instagram, she touched upon a number of things from a sporting perspective. She confirmed she will play in the WNBA this season for Phoenix Mercury. We don't know at this point from a physical or mental perspective how fit she is, but all of that is really for a later time. At the moment, everyone is just glad to have her home. An increase in migrants expect here, CBS's Lilia Luciano. They're trying to crack down on smuggling. They're also increasing uh, penalties or consequences for people who cross illegally, not for asylum seekers. They're also working with the countries where people come from to deter what they call irregular migration, to figure out a way to partner with countries to either receive migrants or to manage or mitigate the conditions that force people out of their homes and into the United States. The cryptocurrency exchange company FTX is being sued for withholding names of clients and creditors. The filing comes under the heading of disclosure being a basic tenet of bankruptcy law cited by both the U.S. bankruptcy trustee and a media attorney. A judge has temporarily allowed FTX to file redacted versions of the client list but ordered full disclosure documents filed and sealed for now. And that hasn't happened yet. The Wall Street Journal's Alexander Osipovich spoke with former FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried before his arrest in the Bahamas. He kept insisting that he didn't deliberately mislead any customers. He remains jailed. Peter King, CBS News. A new study claims a third of executions went wrong this year. While the number of executions is down, it claims in 35% of the cases, something went wrong. The report also finds public support for the practice is waning. The death penalty was carried out in just six states this year, and more than half of those in just two states, Oklahoma and Texas. CBS's Cammie McCormick. This is CBS News. Dell Technologies Days of Deals start now with specials on select business PCs powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Call 877-ASK-DELL. Good evening. It is 6.03. Thanks for being with us on this Friday, December the 16th. It is 47 degrees. Howard. And I'm Sean Anderson. Our top local story this hour, evidence the pandemic is not fully behind us. Winter break starts for D.C. public schools in a week. 
and kids won't be able to get back to class early in the new year without first passing a COVID test. Now, classes start up again January 3rd. The school system will distribute test kits Tuesday through Thursday of next week. Kits will be sent home with students, but families can also pick up one at any D.C. COVID center. Students will need to take the test on Monday, January 2nd, then upload their test results to a website. A fight before the day of school or before the school day ended in a stabbing at Akakik Academy this morning. WTOP's Annalisa Gale has the latest on the investigation. As students were getting off the school bus at Akakik Academy around 8.45 a.m., a fight broke out between two students. One of them later pulled out a knife, leading to a brief lockdown at the school. School security was contacted after the fight and the lockdown was lifted shortly after. Prince George's County Police are investigating the incident. Annalisa Gale, WTOP News. New this evening, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin has banned TikTok and WeChat. They're both Chinese-owned mobile phone apps. The governor's new order, owner, I'm sorry, the governor's new order also requires businesses who contract with the state government to also ban the use of those applications on state-owned devices or IT infrastructure. Now, the move is drawing praise from Senate Intelligence Committee Chair Mark Warner of Virginia. In a statement, he says TikTok has the stamp of approval of the Chinese Communist Party and poses a serious national security threat. The U.S. intelligence community has repeatedly warned that TikTok allows the Chinese government to spy on users. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan issued the same ban in his state recently. More than a dozen students or streets, my goodness, more than a dozen streets you've known the names of will be called something else. After months of talk, Fairfax City is getting rid of names tied to its Confederate past. The Fairfax City Council has approved new names for 14 streets throughout the city, and they go into effect January 1st. Some of the streets that will be changed were named in honor of Confederate Generals Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson. Lee Highway will be split into three different names, including Fairfax Boulevard, Main Street, and Blindham Boulevard. Confederate Lane will now be Continental Lane, and Plantation Parkway will be renamed Fairwoods Parkway. The changes are part of the city's initiative, connecting Fairfax City for all. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. Maryland Democratic Governor-elect Wes Moore says he has a sense of urgency about easing congestion on the Beltway in 270 in Montgomery County, but he also says his traffic relief strategy will mark a big change from outgoing Republican Governor Larry Hogan. Five years ago, Hogan unveiled his plan to revamp the American Legion Bridge, plus add toll lanes to all of 270 and the Maryland side of the Beltway. Well, that project will soon be in Moore's hands. Maryland Matters reports the governor-elect says he'll look at the project through the lens of equity and environmental protection. Longtime opponents of the project say the toll lanes would primarily benefit the wealthy and harm the environment. Hogan is also accused of springing the project on Montgomery County with little consultation. Coming up after traffic and weather, there's a major development in the January 6th committee investigation with its final report coming. We'll go live to Washington Week moderator Yamiche Sindor, 606. Hey, you hear that? That's what home field sounds like. It's how you know it's time to go for the win. He's DC is your home field advantage for sports betting. Bet from almost anywhere in DC.
with a new and improved app experience and over 50 betting locations. Online, in the App Store, or in person. Get the home field advantage with Gambit DC. Must be 18 plus to bet. Please play responsibly. Here's a highlight from Raj Jammy, the chief technologist for advanced technologies at MITRE on Federal News Network's executive briefing, sponsored by MITRE. The important factor that we have to keep in mind is we need to approach the problem of semiconductor technology a little more holistically than we've been doing so far. In the past, it was it was simply a question of scale and um, you have a next generation node or perhaps you have a new architecture and you have a next generation node. It's no longer so. To learn more, visit Federal News Network. Search MITRE. For more than 75 years, University of Maryland Global Campus has given working adults like you the opportunity to build your next success. Choose from more than 125 degree and certificate programs in career-relevant fields like business, healthcare, data analytics, cybersecurity, and more. Plus, we offer 100% online and hybrid courses, personalized advising, and lifetime career services. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by Chef. It's 608. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the eights and when it breaks. Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center. Well, this time starting at Prince William County on Prince William Parkway. Listener says eastbound traffic is diverted to Smoketown Road because of a crash there. So if you're headed toward 95, all traffic is diverted onto Smoketown Road because of the crash. On the Fairfax County Parkway southbound before Braddock Road had a crash, believe it's out of the roadway, and westbound 50 uh, before Patrick Henry Drive. The crash is along the right side. 66 eastbound, very heavy in from Fair Lakes toward 123. Earlier crash on the shoulder now. And inner loop is still slow out of Tyson's, headed for 270. An outer loop from near Eisenhower to the Wilson Bridge. Inner loop delay still starts after Branch Avenue getting into Virginia. That from the earlier crash in the through lanes of Telegraph Road. That has now been cleared. And southbound traffic on 95, heaviest moving from Norton to Woodbridge and again in several stretches through Stafford. Northbound on DC 295 near Eastern, we're checking for the crash in the district. And on the Beltway in Maryland, in Montgomery and Prince George's counties, mainly just volume delays there. 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway doing all right, pretty much the same with 270. And 50 out to the Bay Bridge runs without delay. And, of course, we have the U.S.-African Leader Summit still going on at the convention center. And as a result, many streets around the convention center are closed and or have parking restrictions, putting a lot of pressure on the downtown grid as a result. Looking for a new car? The wait is over. Fitzgerald Auto Mall has hundreds of new and used cars to choose from. Visit fitzmall.com. Transparency you can trust. Bob Inley, WTLB Traffic. Chad Merrill with your weekend weather. Not a bad way to end a Friday. A couple of intervals of clouds. Otherwise, we'll clear out later tonight. You'll see those stars bright in the sky. Temperatures low 30s downtown, 20s outside the Capitol Beltway. Lots of blue skies early. Then we fade the clouds Saturday afternoon. Temperatures mid-40s. We repeat the same pattern on Sunday. Monday, we are in the low 40s with water wall sunshine, and the quiet pattern continues through Tuesday with overnight lows in the 20s, highs in the mid-40s. I am Storm Team 4's Chad Merrill. Okay, we're sitting at 43 now in Chantilly, 44 in Columbia, 47 in Penn Quarter in D.C., and it's brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It is 610. After about 18 months of investigations, the January 6th House Committee is preparing to present its final report to the American people Monday. And both CNN and Politico are reporting the panel is getting ready to vote to urge the Justice Department to pursue at least three criminal charges against former President Trump 
including insurrection. Well, joining us live on Skype Washington Week, moderator Yamish Alcindor. Good to have you back. Yamish, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me on a busy Friday. Absolutely. You know, the House panel's work helped inform voters ahead of the midterm elections and create some sort of official record of what really happened on January 6th. But for many people, this is now all about whether Donald Trump will actually face charges. What is your read on tonight's developments? Well, it's a great question. I mean, the idea is that this panel has always been both trying to speak to history. When you talk to lawmakers, understanding that public opinion in some ways was stuck in their corners, even at the beginning of this and throughout. Um, but it also was re- really about whether or not they could hold the former president to President Trump accountable for his actions. And they say this was really putting the democracy of America at risk, um, that this was a crowd that he had worked on, not just sort of a spontaneous event, they said, but something that he was plotting and planning with a number of allies. So it is, I think, eye-popping that you now have charges that are possibly under consideration that include insurrection, obstruction of an official proceeding, conspiracy to defraud the U.S. government. I'm very interested, of course, in the fact that the DOJ is already pursuing its own criminal investigation into Trump's January 6th related actions, and it's not really required that it has to sort of consider the referrals from Congress. So in some ways, these referrals have no legal weight. That being said, these lawmakers are obviously hoping that the DOJ it, it really does take their, their their referral and their request into consideration and takes action against the former president, who, of course, is now running for office again. Um, so I think in some ways, this is it's still very much a developing situation, but it's very interesting now that we have a special counsel, whether or not that will play into the DOJ's investigation and their ultimate decision of what to do about former President Trump. And this is all evolving as some new polls show the fading popularity of uh, Donald Trump. Yamish, how how pervasive is that among Republicans? It's really interesting. I mean, the Quinnipiac Fiat cold poll this week, it showed that something like 70 percent of Republican voters have a favorable opinion of Donald Trump. And of course, on the surface, you think, okay, 70 percent, that's a big number. But when you look at it, it's the lowest number of favorability since March of 2016. So that really does tell you that this this, this sort of trend that we've seen with a number of Republicans now becoming more and more public um, with their with their criticism of former President Trump, that it could really have some resonance and could really mean that this is a party that's trying its best to pull away from the former president. I'm also struck by the fact that we saw a number of polls, as you said. It wasn't just Quinnipiac. It was CNN. It was USA Today. It was the Wall Street Journal, all showing this trend that former President Trump has declining favorabilities among Republicans in particular, but also among Americans. And then you add to that this sort of big announcement that the former president teased, which ended up being him trying to sell digital trading cards featuring his photo. And it shows you in some ways that apart from, of course, all the the sort of stickier criticism of former President Trump, when you think about him dining with white supremacists and anti-Semitics, you think of all of the things that he said in in the January 6th fallout. Then it's also these sort of little things, uh, possibly you could see little things, which is him sort of wanting to grift in in some people's minds and critics' minds for trying to make money off of, off of his star power. I think all of that is adding to a situation where former President Trump could possibly be facing a party that is simply done with him. Of course, it's I would say it's you should never underestimate former President Trump. He's defied odds again and again. He's sort of scrambled. He's, he's crawled back from, I think, um, from the crises and scandals that other other politicians would have ended their career. So I think it's something to definitely watch, but it is interesting. All right, Yamish, lots to talk about tonight. Looking forward to it. Thanks. Thank you so much. Yamish Alcindor, moderator of Washington Week tonight at 8 on TV 26. Sports next. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's official. Fast just got a whole lot faster. Xfinity has the fastest internet with up to 6 gig speed. Plus, Xfinity Mobile is the fastest mobile service with 5G and millions of Wi-Fi hotspots. You heard that right. Xfinity just increased internet speeds again. And Xfinity Mobile gives you can't-catch-me speeds. The fastest internet, the fastest mobile service, and major savings? Can't argue with the facts. Now through December 21st, new customers can get started with 400 megabit internet for just $30 a month for two full years with no annual contract when you add Xfinity Mobile. Or get $200 back when you upgrade to GigSpeed. Go to Xfinity.com slash faster. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. After promo, regular internet rates apply. Actual speed vary. On WTOP, the end of a tough week on Wall Street. The Dow was down 281, and a popular Ivy City wine bar is closing its doors. I'm Steve Dresner. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Frank, what's the story? Hey, it's back to work for the Commanders. Big game Sunday night, taking on the Giants. Commanders favored by four points. Both teams 7-5-1. and one. Of course, a couple weeks ago, they tied at 20 apiece, but that was in Jersey. This will be in Landover on Sunday night. Now, notable players questionable for the game for D.C. Chase Young, Benjamin St. Just, and Cam Sims. College Hoops coming up shortly. Georgetown hosting Xavier Hoyt. A special assistant Louis Orr passes away at the age of 64. Played in the NBA, was a legend at Syracuse, several stops in the coaching ranks as well. College football bowl season underway. We got the Duluth Trading Bowl, and Troy leads uh, Texas San Antonio right now, 18 12 in the fourth quarter. A Frank Hanrahan of ETOP Sports. All right, Frank, thanks. 617. After nearly three years of fights over mandatory COVID vaccines, a quickly growing number of parents opposes all vaccinations for their children. The latest Kaiser Family Foundation survey puts that figure at 35%, and it tends to break down along party lines as 44% of parents who lean Republicans say they should have the right to opt out. CBS medical contributor Dr. David Agus talked about this with us earlier. I think it's a troubling trend because it's clear childhood vaccines save lives and save complications later in life. We don't balk when we say you can't smoke in a restaurant because that secondhand smoke can affect other people. If you don't get your child vaccinated, obviously it can have a dramatic effect on your child, but you can also spread a virus to an immune suppressed child who's likely to be in that school. And we do not have a right to harm others in this regard. So we have to step us as a society and have norms to protect children. That's CBS medical contributor, Dr. David Agus. The top stories we're working at WTOP. The House January 6th committee is considering recommending criminal charges against former President Donald Trump. And we'll tell you how many there could be. Russia lets loose with a massive missile strike on Ukraine. We've got reporting from WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green. Why COVID tests will no longer be required in the military. Keep it here on WTOP for full details in the minutes ahead. 618. Traffic and weather on the 8s. We start with Bob Imler. Well, northbound DC 295, heavy and slow getting to a point before Eastern Avenue, working on a crash there and not too far away. One on uh, Minnesota Avenue, reported to be northbound near Burroughs Avenue at Hunt Place. And on 16th Street at the Maryland Line, the traffic signals on flash there where it meets Colesville Road and Blair Road. Meantime, in Maryland on 270 northbound after Father Hurley Boulevard, crash reported to be along the left side of the roadway. 
On 95 of the Baltimore Washington Parkway, you're doing all right on each. Eastbound 32 had the crash before 95. And northbound 210 at Palmer Road had one stop in the center of the roadway. That should be out of the road now, though. Meanwhile, traffic is very slow in Virginia on Arlington Boulevard. Westbound getting to Patrick Henry Drive, the crash there. That is along the right side. I believe we have another one not far away. Eastbound on 50 before Annandale Road. And uh, Prince William Parkway uh, still being diverted eastbound at Smoketown Road with a crash. Things are uh, doing okay on 66. Still some lingering delays from the earlier crashes eastbound near 123. All out of the roadway now and starting to ease up. But interloop delay still begins on Tyson's headed for Maryland. Bob Inley, WTLP Traffic. All right. Let's head on over to Storm Team 4. We've got Chad Merrill at uh, the weekend forecast update for us. Uh, Chad, uh, not too bad for this time of year, right? Yeah, really, on par with averages. The average high is 49 degrees. We'll be in the mid-40s on Saturday, lower 40s on Sunday. It's going to feel a little cooler in the afternoon because we'll have a northwest breeze blowing at about 10 to 15, uh, some gusts to 30 miles an hour. We will also start out the day with sunshine and end the day with clouds, and the clouds will go away at night. Now, temperatures will be in the low 30s tomorrow morning and then mid-20s to low 30s over the weekend. And early next week, we stay dry. Monday and Tuesday, temperatures in the low to mid-40s, so not bad at all. 43 at Dallas International, 45 at BWI Marshall, and it is 46 at Reagan National Airport. Thank you, Chad. Brought to you by New Look Home Design, the roofing experts. Call 1-800-279-5300. Up ahead on WTOP, we are hearing from one of the UVA students who survived that deadly shooting on campus a few weeks back, 620. Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with The Good Feet Store, and it's that time of year when we pause for a bit and reflect on our true blessings. Do you know what I consider to be one of the greatest blessings as a business owner? My employees and co-workers. We have people from many different backgrounds and walks of life, and they make my job incredibly rewarding. I truly enjoy getting to know and work with each one of them. Better yet, our customers rave about their experiences with them. If you want to meet some exceptional people to help you with your foot, knee, hip, or back pain, then visit us at the Goodfeet store and see for yourself. For over 25 years, Goodfeet Art Supports have been helping to improve the quality of people's lives, and we'd love the chance to do the same for you. Stop by the Goodfeet store and let one of our art support specialists give you a free fitting and test walk. The Goodfeet Store has seven locations in Greater D.C. and in Greater Baltimore. Visit goodfeet.com to book your appointment today or just stop by. I'm Jonathan Cotton, and we look forward to seeing you soon at the Goodfeet Store. If you run a commercial property, the fastest way to cut energy costs is to repair or replace your mechanical insulation. Hi, I'm Brian Cavey of Insulators and Allied Workers Local 24. In most commercial buildings, as much as 30% of the mechanical insulation is damaged or missing, and that means higher energy costs for your company. Trust me, if you invest in your insulation now, you will save on the bottom line later. Cut energy costs fast with Insulators Local 24. Get started at insulators24.org. Hi, Melanie Funkhauser here from Fair Oaks. And during the Big Finish sales event, drive a new 23 hybrid Wrangler 4xe at our lowest price of the year. Plus, get a $7,500 tax credit at Fair Oaks Chrysler Jeep Dodge and Ram. Hurry, tax credit ends December 31st. Fair Oaks has the largest selection of Wrangler 4xe's in stock and ready to go. Lower prices, higher standards every day. Online at fairoaksmotors.com. See dealer for full details. This is WTOP News. 23. A UVA football player who survived the shooting at the school's campus last month is now opening up about that horrifying day. Here's our story from WTOP's Stetson Miller. I looked down and 
Got a bullet hanging out of my stomach. UVA running back Mike Hollins is one of the students who was shot on a charter bus that had just returned back to the school's campus on November 13th. Speaking with the Pivot podcast, he is now sharing his story about surviving the deadly shooting. I just felt so hopeless in that moment. He says after the gunfire started, he had to push his way to the front of the bus to make it off. But he turned around when he realized his teammates weren't there. And that's when he saw the shooter coming off the bus. All I can do at that moment was pray. And I did feel him hit me in my back. Hollins went to the hospital and underwent surgery. Then two days later, found out that three of his teammates were killed in the shooting. But once I found out, man, it was... It was like a pain I never felt before. I cried. I cried hard. Stetson Miller, WTOP News. In other news, a Montgomery County school system leader may have spent thousands on himself using a county credit card. Here's WTOP's Kyle Cooper. Charles Ewald, the assistant director of the Department of Transportation for Montgomery County Public Schools, is on administrative leave. A just-released inspector general's report and a separate school system report accuses him of spending almost 7000 taxpayer dollars on himself using a county credit card. Items include an almost $1,500 Home Depot gift card, as well as a car headrest pillow, a kayak car roof rack, and a NASCAR race fan intercom headset. The report also discovered $133,000 worth of purchases made outside county policy by others who work for the school transportation department. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. Arlington students will have several days off for religious holidays next year, despite some parents saying kids have too many days without class. Kids will be out of school for Yom Kippur and Eid, among others. That comes as part of a new academic year calendar approved by the school board last night. Board member Christina Diaz-Torres says a policy is in the works to explain how the calendar gets made. In that policy, we will also be enshrining not only the holidays that we, we intend to recognize, but also the process for adding or removing in the future. The first day of school in Arlington County will be August 28th. Money news at 25 and 55 after the hour. What do you have, Steve Dresner? Friday found a second straight week of losses across the board on Wall Street. The Dow finished down 281. The S&P 500 was off 43 and the NASDAQ was down 105. Ivy City will be losing a popular wine establishment coming up on New Year's Day. The chairman and CEO of City Winery announced on Friday morning that after nearly four years at his current district location. He'll be closing the doors due to safety concerns around the old Heck Warehouse building on Oakey Street. Michael Dorff said he is looking to relocate City Winery to another D.C. area location in the next year. And on the subject of closures, Maryland's last Sears store will be closing next month. There are two dozen stores that remain open nationwide, and the Sears located at Francis Scott Key Mall, just off of I-270 in Frederick, Maryland, will be closing its stores on January 15th. Steve Dresner, WTOP News. Money News brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Save big at Whole Foods Market. Get 37% off select holiday cheeses with Prime through December 24th. While supplies last, shop in-store or online. Terms apply. On WTOP, what the January 6th committee is about to say about former President Trump. It's 626. Reliable transportation is often the deciding factor in a family's ability.